Welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen. Today's episode is a 15-minute seated meditation. Find a comfortable seat and settle in. Today I thought we would talk about samskaras. Um, I was having a conversation with my next-door neighbor, and her pattern had been that she she's a stay-at-home mom. She's got three kids. She's pregnant with her fourth. Um, and I'll give a shout-out to my, my neighbor, Lauren. Um, and her husband had, for most of last year, been living in Fort Worth. So they had moved to Fort Worth for a job. They didn't like it. She came back to Austin and brought the kids, and he uh, kept an apartment there, and he was still working there until, like, his contract was up. Um, and he was doing this, like, back and forth on the weekends, and I always felt like, oh, my gosh, how are you, how are you dealing with this being a basically a single parent during the week. And I remember when I was talking with her last year, she said, um, you know, they were finding a pattern, right? They were finding a schedule and a system that worked for them um, that she just got used to him not being around and then he would be back on the weekends and the kids would kind of be on like a different uh, energy having him home. And so that was just something that they had to establish because of their situation. Now. Everybody's stuck at home, right? I'm stuck at home with my husband and my kids. She's stuck at home with her husband and her kids. We're all stuck at home with our families. And I've just been doing little checks with my neighbors because we used to always just kind of hang out at each other's houses. And now that we don't have this kind of FaceTime and the kids don't get to play with each other, they're only playing with their siblings. So I checked in with her yesterday and she said, you know what? This has kind of been really amazing to have all this time together with my spouse. And I thought, you know what, I, I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. I think uh, there was a lot of trepidation uh, with the idea of being stuck, right? To be um, being trapped. <laughs> and, and I definitely expressed those feelings before we had gone on our, our trip. Um, like if we come back, you know, I'm going to be stuck with my kids and I'm not meant to be a stay-at-home mom. And I think that's also something that you learn about yourself in this situation is like whether this is something that would have been sustainable if this was like a really long-term kind of thing. And thankfully, this is temporary. We know that this is temporary. It doesn't feel like it's temporary right now because we are in the middle of it. We're in the middle of like the, the suffering of dealing with each other and, and feeling that. But we are learning to reconnect with each other in a way that we haven't been given in a very long time. And I know that for me and my husband, um, our pattern, has been, you wake up in the morning, there's a rush to get like breakfast on the table, get the kids out of bed, get them brushed, you know, brush and use the bathroom and flush the toilet and kind of all that like normal stuff in the mornings. And then there's like this time tick, right, to get them to school on time. And as soon as they're out the door, I don't see my husband again until probably about 6.37, on a good day. And 6.37, even though his job ends at five, he works for the state. Oh my gosh, these glasses are getting really foggy. Um, his job ends at five, he works for the state, but 
there's construction outside of the parking garage. There is a whole, I mean, everybody in his building parks in that one garage. So by the time he gets to work, he's, he's parked on like the fourth floor, fifth floor, sixth floor. So there have been days where he just got trapped in the parking garage and couldn't leave. And I would call him like, hey, where are you? He's like, I'm still in the parking garage. 40 minutes stuck in a parking garage trying to move your car, right? And then Austin traffic is terrible. He's now stuck uh, when he can get out of the garage and you get past the construction that's happening right outside the garage. It's going to take him another 30 to 40 minutes to get home. So I wouldn't see him for the bulk of my day. And we had a rushed morning for breakfast. When we get home, I've already started dinner or we're trying to figure out a last minute dinner plan. And after that, it's, it's bath time and bedtime for the kids and all you're doing is yelling at the kids the whole night <laughs> until somebody finally passes out. And then we're so exhausted, we don't even talk to each other after that. You know, there's not really like, how was your day? Because the day was probably the same as the day before when you work in office jobs, kind of office-y stuff. And, you know, I might have some interesting stories because I get to talk to more people in a more leisurely fashion at the gym and I can, you know, give them the updates of how things are happening. But he, um, he and I haven't had time to just like be in the same space without this rush. So it's been refreshing to have this little change of pace. And we have to keep looking at what are we getting out of this instead of just focusing on the suffering of being stuck in the home and not feeling like we can go anywhere. And then you see all this news that's coming out of it. So for today's meditation, um, let's get ourselves seated in a nice seat. I've got a little Zafu cushion underneath me. I'm just getting a little bit of lift under my seat and letting my knees straight forward and down. Um, so find something comfortable in your home that you can use similarly, similarly, whether that's a cushion. I've got like floor cushions that I had bought from World Market, or you can use a towel, you can use a block, whatever you have. And let's sit up nice and tall. Roll your shoulders back and behind. Close your eyes. Rest the hands on top of the legs. Take a nice deep inhale through the nose. Open the mouth. Go ahead and let that breath go. We'll do that again. Breathe in. Open the mouth. Breathe out. And keep the lips sealed and just take a really nice long natural breath in through the nose. Easy exhale as that breath leaves the body. And keep the belly soft, allow for natural movement. Sometimes the belly expands and contracts and your chest will expand and contract. But keep the spine nice and long. You're gonna feel those sits bones into the floor. There's a subtle tip of your pelvis forward as you get that lift under your seat. And anytime you start to feel, right, shoulders starting to lift or there's a slump in the upper back, as we tend to do when we're in our hunched forward kind of mode. So roll those shoulders back, let them drop away from the ears. Keep the spine long. So we'll keep working with this breath. 
So those patterns that I mentioned that we tend to get into, there's a term for that in yoga, it's called samskaras. And samskaras, as explained to me, uh, and I really love this uh, description that David Swenson used, is they're kind of like grooves in a record. I know some of you guys are young and don't know what records are. <laughs> Although I think records are kind of starting to get that nice uh, repeat trend as people go back to kind of old school ways. Anyway, so records have a little needle and as the record spins, the needle reads the patterns in these grooves and follows along until you get to the end of the record. And so our samskaras are kind of like these grooves in a record. And samskaras, some of them become pretty deep grooves. These are patterns that we have over and over again, and some patterns aren't bad. So a pattern that you might have that's good is your morning ritual. You're waking up, washing your face, brush your teeth, maybe start a cup of coffee or whatever your choice of morning beverage is. Maybe you do some journaling, maybe you do some stretches. So those types of patterns are pretty well set and they're good for you, they're healthy patterns. Now we also have patterns that are a little more troubling. All right, for me, I definitely have patterns when I am with my kids and something triggers me into a pattern. So my older one, while he is relatively uh, a good listener most of the time, he will get into like a really whiny mode and just that sound of the first, it sends me into gigantic rage. And I recognize that that is a pattern for me. I recognize that that little trigger is enough to put me on that grooved path where I become unreasonable and now I am the child having a tantrum trying to overpower my child and make him listen to me and make him do what I need him to do. And as soon as I recognize that pattern, and this is something that I do often in my own seated meditation, is just exploring what are my patterns and recognizing the ones that I want to change but I get into that recognition mode and I have to change gears because if I just let this thing play out, I already know how it's gonna go. There's gonna be screaming at each other. There's gonna be tears on both sides. We both feel bad about it later and it's not good. It's, it's damaging to our trust and our relationship as mother and son and the really nice thing even about this time of quarantine, shelter in place, stay at home, isolation, whatever you wanna call this thing that we're doing of staying home, is I recognize the patterns faster and the triggers faster and almost preemptively. And I've been gifted the time to re-examine what that pattern is. And instead of jumping right into the groove and following that set pattern I had before, I'm getting more creative. I have the time to get a little more creative with my kids. 
Sometimes that means I'm bribing them. And I think that's absolutely okay. I have a treat that I know that they really like. They know that right now treats are very limited because we're not just going out to the store. So these are very valuable treats. And the other day, these were like pokey sticks. These little pokey pokey sticks that you can get at the Asian grocery store. They're chocolate covered little biscuit sticks. My kids love them. I love them. And I would tell my kids before they get into whiny mode, I would say, okay, let's work on this. So the other day we were working on learning words in Chinese because also I'm gifted time. We're starting to watch Chinese videos and learning basic vocabulary. And I would test them. So the other day they were working on colors and I had crayons and I'd hold up the red crayon. I'd say, what color is this? Hongsa, great. Here's a pokey stick. What about this one? It's a black crayon. Hey, suh, great, here's a pokey stick. So we can use what we already know about ourselves, and this is part of meditation, is self-exploration. Recognizing what those patterns are, sitting with them, exploring them, examining them. Is this a pattern that I feel like is helpful in my life? Or is it damaging? Maybe there's a new pattern that I would prefer to start. What can I do in this time that we're staying home that I can establish a new healthy pattern? Is there something that I've been wanting to adjust or change that I can use this time to address it? And the thing about meditation isn't that you're sitting and trying to overhaul your life. It is that self-exploration and we try to approach whatever comes up in a non-judgmental way. This isn't a time for you to sit with yourself and beat yourself up. This also isn't a time to sit and, and create ideas the entire seated meditation. This is to relax into your mind. Let thoughts come through. You can make little mental notes, but it's really just to explore, just to look at it from all different sides and notice what you learn from it. And maybe you come out of seated meditation, you don't learn anything and that's totally fine as well. You at least gave it some attention. You gave it awareness. And that's all we can really do at this time. And I think when we first started our quarantine, my husband got very productive. Both of us got very productive. We cleaned this room to make it into a little a mini yoga studio that could be <laughs> shared online. My husband mowed the grass because he knew there was rain coming and he set up the backyard space knowing that we were going to be stuck at home and we're going to need an outdoor space that feels safe and feels clean. And we kind of blew all our energy in that first weekend. And then he needed to get back on the computer Monday morning. 
and start working remotely. And so we get into a place where if you are in that active mode for too long, you can blow all of your energy. So we have to balance it, pace it out a little more. Notice the patterns that start to come up. What is causing you to feel drained? Explore the things that make you feel full again. So in that way, some scars are never bad per se. They're never good per se. They just are. They are the patterns in your life. And you can choose whether to stay in the patterns or to create new patterns or maybe throw all the patterns away. Let's stay here for five more breaths. Gently blink your eyes open. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being uh, online, joining me for this seated meditation. Um, I am jokingly calling these Deep Thoughts by Terry Cohen, wearing a kimono, whatever you got to do, right? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Finding Drishti Podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please tell your family and friends. If you're looking to practice with me live, you can find my online teaching schedule at findingdrishti.com.